Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hey guys, buddy C. We're talking about the 15th chapter about learning to live at ease. Learning to live at ease. Got some really good stuff in this one. I'm going to share my screen so we can start reading. Okay, let me share with you guys the link, first of all. And we'll be using that, um, and we'll read through these first. And then as I share my screen, just stop me if there's something you want to talk about. Have some epiphany. If epiphany arrives, let's listen to it. All right. Uh, The ancient masters were subtle mysterious, profound, responsive. The depth of their knowledge is unfathomable. Because it is unfathomable, all we can do is describe their appearance. Watchful like, okay, uh, Jan, what we have here are four translations of the Tao Te Ching. The Tao Te Ching was written 2,500 years ago in an old version of uh, the Chinese Language has changed since then. So yep, yep. so you have a lot of, you know, everybody has a different, you know, translation and words can mean a lot of different things. And so that's why we look at all of these and more. So each of them say something a little different. So we'll read them all through and, and discuss them. Um, uh, all we can do is describe their appearance, talking about the sages. I'll read that part on all these. The ancient masters were profound and subtle. Their wisdom was in fact. Now, the ancient masters, he wrote this 2,500 years ago. So it was the ancient masters that were ancient 2,500 years ago. So it, <laughs> it was ancient then. So, you know, uh, I, I seem to forget that sometimes. It's very, very old wisdom. Uh, the ancient masters were profound and subtle. Their wisdom was unfathomable. There's no way to describe it. All we can do is describe, all we can describe is their appearance. The sages were old. The sages of old were profound and knew the ways of subtly, uh, subtly and discernment. Their wisdom is beyond our comprehension. Because their knowledge was so far superior, I can only give a poor description. That, That sounds, I can understand that. No one understood them. They can just describe what they look like, almost like we, we hear things about describing a higher power, describing God a lot in the same way. Now, this one is a modern version. Ancient masters were damn impressive. They were deep, real deep. Words can't even begin to describe how deep they were. You can only talk about how they acted. Comments? Okay, let's move on. Now it starts describing the how the masters behaved and how they reacted and responded. And, and uh, they were uh, watchful, like men crossing a winter stream. Alert. Uh, that, that's talking about ice, like crossing on ice in the winter. Alert, like men aware of danger. Courteous like visiting guests, yielding like ice about to melt. 
simple, like uncarved blocks of wood, hollow, like caves, opaque, like muddy pools. They were careful as someone crossing an iced over stream, alert as a warrior in enemy territory, courteous as a guest, fluid as melting ice, shapeable as a block of wood, receptive as a valley, clear as a glass of water. They were careful as someone crossing a frozen stream in winter, alert as if surrounded on all sides by the enemy, courteous as a guest, fluid as melting ice, whole as an uncarved block of wood, receptive as a valley, turbid as muddy water. They, the way these are wrote, Jan, at the end he'll start explaining how they did this. So you'll get the solution at the end. They're careful. Like a, like a man walking on thin ice. We're cautious like a soldier behind enemy lines. We're polite like a guest at a party. They move quickly like melting ice. They were as plain as a block of wood. Their minds were as wide as a valley and their hearts as clear as spring water. So that's their characteristics by walking in the dial. This is how they behaved and reacted at all times. Lots of good qualities there. Not many character defects in those descriptions. <laughs> uh, now, who can wait while their mud settles? Who can remain still until the moment of action? Observers of the Tao do not seek fulfillment. Not seeking fulfillment, they are not swayed by desire for change. So part of this becoming in this way has to do with seeking fulfillment according to this translator okay uh do you have the patience to wait till your mud settles and the water is clear can you remain unmoving till the right action arises by itself the master doesn't seek fulfillment not seeking not expecting she is present and can welcome all things. Wow. Remain unmoving till the right action arises by itself. How many times have you seen that when you just left your hands off things, it all just worked out by without my input, <laughs> without my getting in and controlling the thing? How often have, have we seen that? If we can just leave it alone. Man, that's so applicable to my life. Who can be still until their mud settles and the water's cleared by itself? By itself. Can you remain tranquil until the right action occurs by itself? The master doesn't seek fulfillment. For only those who are not full are able to be used which brings the feeling of completeness. So we want this completeness. And the only way we can get that is by not, according to this, not seeking completeness. <laughs> and we're unable to be used if we're full of ourselves. So, you know, that, that, that is so powerful. Uh, let me read this last one. We'll start chatting about it. Can you wait for, um, 
for that kind of openness and clarity before you try to understand the world? Can you hold still until events have unfolded before you do the right thing? When you act without expectations, you can accomplish great things. Okay, guys. Acting without expectation. How much of that's recovery? Yep, quite a bit of it. Um, can can you can you wait till the mud settles? I'd make the mud muddier, <laughs> trying to get to where I want to be. And to be honest with you, I've, apparently I'm not the most patient of people. I think there's probably only one person in this call that is patient, and that's a woman. In fact, I don't know if that's been sexist, Kate, but um, <laughs> if it was if it was me, if I if I was trying to get somewhere, um. Beforehand, I, would, I, I don't have the patience. I have absolutely zero patience whatsoever. Um, and if I was trying to do something, I would do it the difficult way. And the difficult way would usually be to make things more difficult for myself to get to the same place where I wanted to be if I'd have just taken my time and done it naturally and just let things take the natural form and just do what needs to be done rather than trying to force my will onto things, trying to control things. Um, I think that I, th- I think quite a bit of this goes back to controlling things as well. Um, more particularly, when it talks about muddying the water, we try to predict the outcome, we try to hurry the outcome, um, rather than just taking a time and just letting be what's going to be and just let it take its natural time. And everything comes to every, everything comes to us in its natural time. There's no point in rushing things. Um, it's like trying to get you, it's trying to get your eight-year-old to be eighteen overnight so you can go out and get get a job. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, it's, it's like it's, a, it's like having kids. Kids have to develop and mature in, at their own pace, and nothing we can do is gonna gonna rush that on. Nothing we can do is gonna hurry them up to to you know to, to bring them onto something that, that we want them to be. They they have to be allowed to just grow into the natural state and just just to be what they want to be. Um, and again, as as an addict, I have I have control issues. I, I want things done now and I want things done. In fact, is it not done yet? I wanted it done yesterday. It's just it's just the way we are. Um, but studying this sort of thing I've just learned that listen, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen right now. We need to just take our feet off the gas and just let it happen in its natural state. Um, but yeah uh, a lot of this, I need to, I need to let go of things and just, just pass things over my higher power and just accept the fact that things are going to happen when they happen. And things happen for a reason. They don't, they don't happen. They, they don't happen because it's me. They happen because they want to happen. Because it's time for them to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Just like, you know, and the way this relates to nature and everything. Uh, just like the sun's going to rise, whether no matter how hard we pray, the sun's going to rise tomorrow, you know, yeah. you know, no matter, you know, sun's going to set. It's all by schedule. It's all by design. You know, falls, falls almost here and winter's coming. You know, we don't have to worry that they're going to slip a, a spring or summer in before winter. You know, it's all by design. So why can't we be at peace knowing that our life is by design as well? Nature does not hurry, yet everything is accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. And that was uh, Lao Tzu. Who's that? Like Lao Tzu? Yeah. 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 So that's, that's why I take it. It's just, just patience. Patience and just letting go and just being able to take things as they come. Not uh, seeking fulfillment is yeah. part of that, too. I mean, 
three of the four of those translations use that phrase as the first part of that, not seeking fulfillment. Not seeking your own way, not seeking uh, to be pacified or or be fulfilled in the things that we see, touch, feel is the way I see that. Plus not not being not not being greedy as well. Yeah, yeah. So you guys don't see it as some, uh, so you see it as some um, almost egotistical kind of uh, fulfillment as opposed to spiritual fulfillment that we're looking for in sobriety, which I assume is, is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. It's interesting how she says, too, on the second translation, that not seeking, not expecting, she is present and can welcome all things. So it's almost an openness in a, in a, in a sense, um, not, not being closed minded and, and, and think you have all the answers. And uh, that's, I guess, more the way I, I see it. Yes. To be empty in a sense, to be receptive to. Um, and, and, the, and the way and she it, does it is by, she's not seeking fulfillment. She's not expecting. She doesn't have her expectations out there. She's present, and so she can welcome anything. You know, so, yes, very good, Craig. (laughs) It does work better when it's open. (laughs) That's just strong. You know, Jan, one of the things they talk about in this is, that the master does not stop what's coming to them. I think about a stream of water or a river, that they don't stop what's coming to them and they let go of things as they go by. So, you know, you've got two parts, three parts of that, really. One, you don't stop the stuff coming to you. How often have I been so close-minded that there was, there was something there for me, a purpose for me, and something that I totally missed because I was too close-minded to see it? then, uh, you know, then I hold on to things and not let them go. And what I found was it, it's really not about letting go. It's about never holding on to begin with so you don't have to let go. Mm. <laughs> There's a step before letting go that if we're right-minded and not seeking and not expecting, we can let things pass through and enjoy them and use them for their purpose and never grasp and have to have them pried out of our hands. <laughs> you know, that's, it's either let go or get dragged, but I would like to not have to experience that. And I like to step it back a step before that, if that makes sense. You know, does Pete, what you got dear? Anything? I was just kind of thinking about this, like the patience thing and this job that, like I applied for this job that I just got in June, you know, and I've had to be kind of, you know, it's now the end of September before I actually got it, you know, and I start next week. And, you know, if I had been spending this whole time since June focusing on, you know, am I getting the job? Am I not getting the job? You know, I did that a little bit, I admit, but, you know, I I would have driven myself crazy, you know, and I would probably have driven them crazy, like, 
if I had been going in all the time saying, what's happening with the job, you know, I probably wouldn't have been good for my uh, prospects in the job. You know, so I was kind of thinking about it in terms of that, like, you know, just be staying, like, kind of back from the situation. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. And now I did, so I'm happy. But um, I don't know. That's what I was thinking about in terms of just having to be very uh, patient, I guess. Mm-hmm takes lowering your expectations. It takes doing what this is talking about. Right. It takes lowering your expectations. You're turning the light from here to within, right? Saying, okay, I'm not, whether they're liking me today or not is not going to, my, my peace and joy is not based on what's going on out here. Right. Okay. Right. And then um, being present, you can be accepting of what's going on around you. You know, and if and if they said no, you wouldn't like it, but you would know that you're still on the path. You know, every step's right. on the path, you know. So, fortunately, you know, this is what was there for you, you know. So, right. so just learning to I, live by that. I was just going to ask that. What, what if you hadn't got the job? Would you have been receptive to different outcomes? Would you have been as accepting of different outcomes now compared to how you would have been three, four years ago? I think I would hopefully be more, you know, hopefully with all of this studying of acceptance and, you know, being on the right path that we're doing, um, hopefully I would be, you know, okay with the fact that that just wasn't the right, the right path for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's hard. That's hard to get to. We're not, we're not going to rush this chapter because, I've got several commentaries that are very good on this chapter. So I want to do two weeks on this chapter because <laughs> I don't want to rush it because there's a lot of good stuff that has to do with acceptance and learning to go with the flow and, and those things that I, that were really speaking to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would really, I want to, if y'all don't have any objection, I want to take our time with it and, yeah. and not, not push, push, push through it. Not, not do the Tao with studying the Tao. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, how old are you, kids? Uh, mine, Craig. Yeah. How old uh, are you? Uh, six and eight. Ah, uh, good ages. Six and eight, yeah. Right. My, my son's eight. Um, and I see a lot of the Tao coming out of my son because you can't hurry my son. You can't rush him into anything. <laughs> so it sounds like my youngest daughter. Um, it's the same with my wife. You can't rush her to get ready. You can't rush her to get, and you just have to accept the fact that you're going to be an hour waiting for her to put her makeup on. I, I was thinking about the expectation piece, and 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 I was thinking about all the difficulty I've had over the years in my marriage, and uh, you know, going away with my wife, for example, uh, let's say to a conference, and and expecting, and I won't go into detail, certain things to happen. You know, having this mindset about what we're going to do when we're, you know, when we have some private time and things not working out that way and, and being absolutely gutted and an asshole for weeks and, and so on for not getting my way. And, and, and this is all, I mean, I'd, I'd like to get into this because what, from, uh, buddy, from what you've read as well is, is absolutely awesome. Uh, 
And it, those are all things that I've had bad issues with and, you know, setting yourself up for disappointment, expecting people to act, you know, and do things the way you want them to do, wanting to control. And if there's one thing, I mean, we've, we've moved to Canada just over a year ago and, and um, it's been a long process in, in, in terms of, you know, my wife's a physician and she's retraining and things and wanting to control things and wanting things to happen in a certain timeline. And I think I'm realizing more and more that, look, we've just got to step back now and, and there's just certain things you can't control. It, oh, but anyway, it, it, it's, yeah, it, it's absolutely uh, a great piece that you've read. I, I mean, I, I'm sorry, I haven't been part of this before, but I mean, it really, really speaks to me. So uh, Good, good, good. That's good. Yeah, oh, no, no, don't hesitate because that's why we're here. We're all talking about and we're we're just, you, we're just seeing how this, speaks to us you know um i've got a new business that i'm starting i've I've been the real estate business for gosh since the early 90s and i started real young and um i've dabbled in other businesses over the years and god gave me an idea first of this year and i've been working on it all this time and i've had to do the very same thing of just relax rest and just let it unfold and it's starting to unfold like it needs to i think and we'll see you know people ask me to accepting accepting it if it doesn't unfold in the way that you that's the difficulty this is the first time i've had something that i've started because before i would push 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 you know i had to get this done i'd have my timeline and i've got to get this and i've got to get this then we got to do this and it would really be working out of fear because I'd be afraid someone else would start this before I got it done because it's a whole new unique thing. And I said, oh, how often do I have unique ideas? I've got to get this out. What if somebody, you know, no, it's happening like it needs to, you know, my, my computer programmers are like herding cats, you know, they get it done when they're ready and yeah. you cannot push them, you know? And so, you know, it's just, but it's through, it's happening like it needs to, you know, I had one whole way I was going to go on sales that I had designed for sales for, for the whole time was my mindset. And I ended up talking to a guy through a contact with another guy that gave me a whole nother way to go about it. And I won't even have to do the amount of sales that I thought about if this works the way that I've been told there's a big company to go talk to first that I didn't realize controlled some mar- much of that market. So if I get them on board first, then everybody else will fall in place. So, you know, things like that, that I was going to have to go to conferences and do all this heavy work that I'm not going to have to do now. So it's kind of, uh, it's just all unfolded, you know, and uh, I'm just, uh, but it's by doing this, you know, it's by relaxing. And I still have a problem. My wife works a nine to five. And I have a very strong work ethic. And if I don't put in, if I don't think I worked that day hard enough, it really bothers me. And I, I'll work late to put in the hours because I think I must do so much effort, you know. And uh, it's important that I work, but that's not, um, that's not it, you know. And so, uh, I don't know. I, that's still a thing I struggle with is, there's days when, when I think God puts people in recovery in front of me to help and do, but if I spend the day doing recovery, I feel I have, I feel bad 
and almost at times I've made what I did sound like a lot more to my wife. <laughs> so she'd think I had done something, you know, and it's, it's kind of, it's twisted kind of, but she doesn't understand that. You know, she says, you work with people in recovery when you have time to do it. That's not your priority. You know, that's her attitude, you know, and I'm like, uh, Hey, I don't fight her on it, you know, but, uh, but you know, when she's not, I do it differently than that, you know, but she doesn't understand that. But, uh, but that that's my fight with this, you know, is just letting it flow. Just letting it flow. What was the other mastermind group you're in? I'm sorry? Jan. Jan. Oh, it was, uh, it was some time back. It was uh, um, Larry Hagner. The Get Dad Project. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I dropped out um, sort of end of last year. Um, not because I didn't like it, but yeah, uh, but I think this format will probably work better because I like the, the, the contact piece and, uh, yeah, that, that anyway, yeah, I, I was part of that for, for a, for, for a good while. So I thought that's what it was. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Guys, what do y'all think about the phrasing that of, uh, the master doesn't seek fulfillment for only those who are not full are able to be used, which brings the feeling of completeness. I'll, I'll uh, y'all need me to share so y'all can see it. Uh, it's this one, right? Oh, let me share this one right here. <coughs> for only those who are not full, are able to be used, which brings the feeling of completeness. It's like the empty vessel. Yeah, yeah. Not being, not being that that full, not being that full of, um, for a better word, not being that full of yourself that you have no time for anybody else. You have to be receptive and open-minded, and just you, you have to have enough for everybody. Um, Would it be, Craig? Could it be that in seeking fulfillment, we fill ourselves with? You know, bullshit and stuff that doesn't work. That's 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 what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find, finding self-importance that you don't have. It goes back to being on that ladder. You know, you have to you have to remember that you're never superior. You're always subordinate. It's you know, a lot of people are on the level, and you have to have the time for everybody. You have to have enough to give to everybody, but at the same time, you have to be able to receive from people as well to to keep that vessel flowing. About that has that's this guy translated part of that is when you act without expectations as being not full. Wow. Yeah, we we touched on that before by getting you, you, you seem to get more when you give more. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go up to one one of my favorites, which is on in eighty one. Let's see. Hold on, I'm not there yet. Let's get there. Okay. Uh, the sage never tries to store things up. The more he does for others, the more he has. The more he gives to others, the greater his abundance. Huh. That's what that's talking about, I think. I think that's that attitude of kindness, that adi- that giving attitude that we've got to learn to listen to. Okay. I'll go back to that. I've got a couple of commentaries. 
I'm not going to go super long today. I'll go for another five minutes or so, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'll go another minute and then stop. But uh, comments at this point? I got the, the the Stephen Mitchell commentary. He's the one that wrote the second translation of this, uh, the, the, the second one over. He had a couple of things that were pretty good on this. Till your mud settles. Mud stands for concepts, judgments, desires, expectations. Everything that obscures and narrows reality. The master's life is pure and placid, predictable like the seasons, obvious like the moon. When our mind heart becomes transparent, the light of the Tao shines through. That's letting the mud settle. Getting past the concepts and judgments and expectations and desires. Water is clear. You know, he said that uh, clear as a glass of water. He asked his old Zen teacher to comment on the verse. And his Zen teacher said, talking about clear as a glass of water, meant our mind is like a glass of clear water. If we put salt into the water, it becomes salt water. Sugar, it becomes sugar water. Shit, it becomes shit water. But originally, the water is clear. No thinking, no mind, no mind, no problem. No mind, no problem. Explains easy. Yeah. I think that's plenty for today, don't y'all? Yeah, it's quite a bit to take in. Yeah. Elizabeth, you got in just as we were closing. <laughs> um, it's like a new moment. Hey, guys, am I too late? Yeah, well, we, we're just we're just looking to close. So. But, uh, but, yeah, we're just finishing up. We're doing the 15th uh, chapter of the Tao. Okay. But we're talking about we're talking about some things that were really good. I'd go back and watch the video. We're talking about that um, the master doesn't seek fulfillment for only those who are not full are able to be used. And talking about lowering our expectations and that that's what brings the completeness is being used. Mm-hmm. So we're all, you know, like the whole goal is to be used. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I'm seeing in that too. So um, any comments, guys, before we, we close out for the week? I'm just eating a couple of links off you. Um, a link for the Stephen Mitchell book. And you, you, um, you is it the Derek link? This is the Stephen. I didn't. There's not a link. I can. Uh, it's just Stephen Mitchell, Dow Day Ching. Um, it doesn't have a whole lot of commentary, Craig. I wouldn't buy it. I mean, I had a I had a guy meet with it, had it, so I thought it would have a lot more to it. But it really doesn't have a whole lot. But now the Derek Lynn, L I N Dow Day Ching book. L I N. Yeah. Now this one has a good bit of meat to it. He goes into a good description, too. I want to talk about this next week. 
of all those different characteristics, you know, being watchful and alert and courteous, yielding like ice. He talks about all those things. So I want to talk about that some more next week. And then, you know, the Wayne Dyer, uh, change your thoughts, change your life book. That's all, that's all this is, is the Tao. And so on his chapter on, it's really good too. I really want to, I want to dig into that more because I don't want to just rush for rush sake. We're not in a race here, you know? So, but, uh, I want to go over those things next week. So. Is that the, the Tao of joy every day? Not the, uh, not hurrying. Uh, the 15th is living an unhurried life in, uh, Dyer's book. That's his title is living in an, an unhurried life, learning how to be at rest and, you know, letting the, the right answer arise and just not rushing things, but yet not being, uh, lazy or without effort to, mm-hmm. you know, so. Good stuff. Good stuff. Finding that balance is difficult. Yeah. Finding that balance is difficult. But I think it starts with lowering our expectations, wanting to be used, and learning how to let go, you know, learning how to let go. Or we get dragged. (laughs) Anything uh, before we close, guys? Anybody? No, I'm good. Good. Everybody good? Okay. Guys, y'all have a great week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.